0: This is the Reluctant Leader Podcast, the podcast designed to help you if you've landed a leadership role through no fault of your own and now need to find out what you should be doing. I'm your host, Mark Terrell, and have been there and know what it feels like and made all the mistakes. In each episode, I'll be getting grips with a leadership topic by interviewing an expert in their field. You'll find out why they do what they do and take away some top tips you can use to become a more confident leader. For more content and to keep in touch with how the project is developing, go to www.thereluctantleader.co.uk. If you have any comments about the episode, you'll find me on LinkedIn, Facebook, and Twitter. So let's crack on with the show. Today I'm talking to Sarah Matijasic of SM Power, creating strength from the inside out. After 10 years in commercial recruitment and operational management, Sarah's career led her into health and fitness when she had children and she took the opportunity to follow her real passion. Sarah has started, built and run a number of businesses as well as coaching and mentoring individuals and teams of people, both in business and in well-being. She is a qualified coach, nutrition advisor, and personal trainer. Sarah has worked with dozens of successful professionals whose success has often come at a cost to their health and wellness, sometimes with significant impact on their relationships and their Work or career. She now runs SM Power, a company which specializes in helping businesses and the people who work within them to improve their health and wellness and develop sustainable energy so that they can work at their optimum and contribute the best of themselves to their life and work. I hope you enjoy this chat we had about avoiding burnout, and I'll catch you all on the other side. Sarah, welcome to the Reluctant Leader podcast.
1: Thank you, Mark. It's great to be here.
0: Um, We're going to be talking about avoiding burnout, um, which is important. I know a lot of people that have probably not put their health and all the other bits and pieces to one side and um, concentrated on the business and then woke up one day and suddenly realised, actually, I've got things a bit unbalanced. And I think it's a a really great thing that you do and it's a really important message. Uh, But before we go down that route, um, the first thing I always ask my guests is, why do you do what you do and and what was that pivotal moment that took you down this
1: path sure sure well I mean, Mark, I've always had an interest in in health and fitness in general. And I suppose probably it started way back, really, my story and why I've come about doing what I do and probably started almost in my late teens, really. My dad became ill with cancer. And really, at that point, 20 odd years ago, it was quite unheard of to be on a a kind of a strict diet with healing foods, et cetera. And that kind of intrigued me and started my interest around vitamins, minerals, what they do for us, um, what they do inside our bodies. And I embarked really then on my first nutrition course way back um, In my late teens. And I really got into weight training as well. So I was always really into health and fitness, but fast forward, um, many, many years in between, with a a busy career in in recruitment and operational management, a family to run, husband, (laughs) two teenagers. Um, it was probably at that point where it was the busiest time in my life, really, that I discovered I was out of balance. And actually, I couldn't quite carry on as I was. And I don't know if anybody else can relate to this, <laughs> juggling all those balls um, and particularly being in a busy career as well. My fitness had slipped. I wasn't really doing anything much for myself. I wasn't focused on myself at all. It was all about my career and my family. Um, and it was in about 2015 when I decided to set a really big goal and I started competing in figure, figure fitness bodybuilding, which it's random, I know, and, and it's not necessarily that I'm saying other people would want to do that. But it was, um, it was a really the beginning of a, a big journey for me to understand and learn a lot about body, a lot about fitness, a lot about how we operate on a wider scale from our brain right the way through to our physical fitness and what we put inside our bodies, um, and also how... I discovered really that by doing that and actually not, not only achieving you know, a fantastic goal, I'd achieved it, I'd got on stage, I'd competed, and not only once, but over six times over three years. Um, but actually, I realized that it, it, it had essentially made me out of balance again. Um, and it was then, I suppose, that I discovered um, there was four key areas that I needed to look at. And that's where the strength model that I work with today has come about. Um, so for me, at that point, it was very much uh, nutrition was out of balance. My health had kind of gone downhill again I do not feel particularly fit and healthy again and my um, relationships lifestyle and family had um, really kind of taken a bit of a, a, a down well it wasn't too bad it was it was just really essentially putting them on hold and obviously that's not really a healthy thing to do and our relationships are really important part of our lives um, obviously I have not put the children on hold <laughs> <laughs> it was it was more than sort of family in general so it's really led me to believe that the key to success in life and business is really what we do with and what we put in our bodies.
0: Yeah, well, I'm going to say a lot of what you just said will resonate with an awful lot of people because I think a lot of the time we just get um, just focused on what, what we think is important and then wow. realise later on, actually, the things that are really important we probably haven't been doing. So um, so when, when you uh, decided to get more into this and, and um, focus on something, ha- what what what's the what was the first thing you did when you d- decided to go down this path to offer this to these uh, people that are sort of um avoid uh, trying to avoid burnout because so ultimately this is what we're talking about it's avoiding that happening so it's putting things in place to stop that happening
1: yeah sure well i think from my learning and understanding now of of um, what i've gone through over many years like you know we we do we sort of bumble along and keep going is that um, I try to help people understand mindfully what is actually happening in their life, and and do because sometimes we're so busy being busy in our lives that we don't really take any notice of what physically is happening to us. And I often find people. Sometimes wake up and sometimes don't. So, when I work in workshops and keynotes and I'm teaching people um, in that sort of situation, they might then think about these things. But actually, sometimes when clients come to me, they've already got those ailments and issues that they're saying, Oh, this is happening to me, that's happening to me. Um, you know, how can I start to change things? And we start to look across body, brain, nutrition, and nurture, which are the four strengths, key strength elements. And we really delve into what's happening, how they're thinking on a daily basis. You know, what are they doing to improve the way that they think? Uh, We look at um, their nutrition. So what are they putting into their bodies? How are they feeding themselves? You know, are they eating whole foods? Are they drinking two liters of water plus are they looking after themselves in that sense and then we look at um n- nurture and um body as well physical exercise and, and well-being so we cover I, re- I really sort of delve into those areas with them and it's it's quite a process really and it can be um a bit of a slow process at the beginning because it's important to get these things right because what i discovered um personal training uh, clients and working with people on a fitness level is that is really just one tiny part of a much bigger picture which mm-hmm. is discovering why people are doing it because when you discover what it is that it's giving you and what it's doing for you, you will continue to do it. It's what we call intrinsic motivation. We will continue to do something we believe is having a positive effect on us. So it's important to work on those background bits. You know, what is the purpose? You know, how? what level of ownership are you taking of your own health? You know, what, what weaknesses are there? What kind of boulders and obstacles are in the way? Is it family? Is it work? You know, how can we get around those obstacles to ensure that you can still live and lead a healthy life?
0: Mm. Yeah, one thing you said there was finding you know finding something that actually you enjoy doing and 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 when you are the the strange thing about fitness and energy is that when you um when you're tired then you you feel you you need to relax and not do any exercise but then you get into a, a a rut and this is I'm referring to me actually and that you 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 tend not to to um do any exercise because you think I need to rest but what I've noticed oh. recently is I've just got into hit training um Ooh. so the high intensity <laughs> in, in, interval training for those that don't know what, what that is and I I sort of discovered it by accident really um but what I've found is that you, it, it expels a lot of energy. But what it does then gives you more energy, which is weird, yeah. isn't it? Because you think, well, I'm using energy, but how how do I get more energy? How, what What is that actually happening within our body when we actually use energy, but then it gives us energy? Is it well, there's a, no-
1: there's a number question. of things there, actually. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> there's a number of things there, I believe, actually, Mark. First yeah. of all... Um, how we feel inside our spirit our soul our inner energy has a massive impact on our external energy so energy doesn't just come from our food it comes from many sources and i believe we get energy and resilience which is part of the power program the er part from body brain nutrition nurture all being in balance so when you've done that hit training it may be that's made you feel amazing a because you've done it you know so if you have not procrastinated you've actually got up and done it that's made you feel really good about yourself so you've done something mm-hmm. positive um you've actually increase your circulation, you've increased the, in fact, there's there's a really good book called Spark, um, and it's essentially explaining how exercise improves the performance of our brain. So because you've released happy hormones, you've increased that level of um, positivity in your brain, You've also um, increased your circulation, increased cellular growth. Um, you've increased new brain cells. Um, you've changed your pathways by doing that. So now you, next time you do it, it's going to feel a bit easier. So by getting up and doing exercise, it is mm. profoundly important on our brain. And actually that book suggests that it's most important for our brain. And actually body composition and our body fitness is a secondary to exercise. Uh, to exercising. The brain is the first part. Mm. So there's, there's um, lots of ways in which we get energy. And not only um, exercise, but actually nurture, and this is an area that most people don't even know what it means. And don't certainly don't practice it. Um, and it can mean lots of things lots of different things to lots of different people really it depends on what floats your boat and what makes you feel a sense of peace and uh re-energizing inside for some people it's putting our feet on the sand on a beach for other people it's walking in the woods um there's all sorts of ways in which we can increase our nurture and that's one of the aspects i work on hugely because lots of people don't think about that at all they don't give themselves time to regenerate inside and that like i said it doesn't just come from food or even sleep i mean, that's those would be the two common things that people think um, energy comes from is our food and our sleep
0: yeah and that's really interesting actually uh, because yeah it's it's it's, when you mention like just putting your feet uh, on on sand and going into the the sea it does enliven you and gives you that energy doesn't it and it's never really thought of it like that so that's really interesting sure and that As
1: I was going to say, that that fills up something that we can't tangibly put our hands on. It's that inner feeling. Mm. It's that um, what I call kind of spirit or energy. And there's not really particularly anything religious about it. I'm not meaning it from that point of view. But it's it's that inner energy that when we feel we've slept really well, we've eaten really well, um, but we just can't. We feel like we're treading treacle or we're, we're sort of trudging through mud. It's that feeling inside where we feel drained and tired out. That is the nurture aspect. That's when you're lacking the nurture.
0: Hmm. And it's, it's, I, I suppose it's tuning into what it, it is for you because it's all it's going to be different sure. for everybody I guess isn't it
1: yeah of course yeah
0: so you mentioned your power um, program and um, briefly a, a while ago but I think so I think it's a, a good opportunity now just to go through that what that, that program is and what the elements of it uh, and, and how that how that works.
1: Yeah, sure. So um, the, the power program is, is is essentially a a program of change from or a program of evolving somebody from a position of um, usually some form of weakness. to taking them right the way through to strength. So I call it from stress to strength, really. So somebody who's in a, a bit stressed out situation doesn't really know how to go from A to B, you know, where do I start? We start with purpose, and that's the P of the power. So looking at what it is that is going to change what is it what is it that's really going to make you do this so what is it that means so much to you at the moment that's going to make you power through this program and actually change your health because it, it, you know in some ways sometimes when we're feeling um, a bit low mentally it's easier just to stand still and, and not to do anything about it so we're trying to discover what that purpose is and that what's going to keep you going when times get tough because of course things are going to come back at us um, like they are doing in your current moment. Mm-hmm. And then we're going to look at the level of ownership you've got and what kind of is in the way of that. How can we increase that level of ownership? And that comes down to purpose as well because you'll take more ownership and you'll be more motivated intrinsically when you've got a strong purpose and a why. And it's, it's said, isn't it, that you know no matter how um, hard that um, – when when your why is really strong it doesn't matter how hard that that how is you'll you'll endure it won't you to to get to that why so that why is really important Um, and then we look at what weaknesses there are so you know what kind of things might come up in the way whether it's a career thing whether it's a family thing whether it's um, health reasons all sorts of things uh, that people have as a weakness and then we look at tackling that so those are usually um, limiting beliefs so we look at you know what are those beliefs what do you believe and how can we look at that differently and reframe that and and choose a different way of thinking because actually um and in fact a client said it to me the other day she said it's you know it's made such a difference looking at things differently i read that limited belief and then i change it around and i put the, the the empowering belief in and just by doing that as a habit every single day it starts to change those neural pathways the way we think about situations our perception of something and um, so that's really important to do that background stuff before you even get to doing you know the fitness element and the nutrition and you know how we actually going to get our bodies fitter Mm-hmm. from the brain perspective it's really important um, and then we the we look at sort of energy and resilience and those two areas i cover what's called a strength model that i've developed from all the experience i've had and all the the different um qualifications and people i've worked with and the clients and the stories i've had and the strengths model involves four key strength elements and that is our body so essentially use it or lose it if we don't use it we're going to lose it our muscles deteriorate our body deteriorates our flexibility, everything if we don't use it. So how active are we on a daily basis? What do we do on a daily basis to make our bodies move and increase our circulation, encourage um, the need for strong metabolism? So do we actually use our food or do we just store it because we sit down all day? Um, There's lots of research actually out there that The negative effects of sitting for six or seven hours a day in front of a computer can actually be um, negated by actually by doing about 60 minutes of activity. And that doesn't have to mean going to a gym that could mean taking the stairs a few times a day, you know, walking about to the shops or getting off the bus a few stops earlier, all sorts of ways we can increase our activity levels. brain so you know what you think about you bring about essentially how good our brain functions will be the results that we get throughout our day so do we choose um the way that we want to think on a daily basis do we choose the day that we want to have set out in front of us um do we praise ourselves for the good things that happen in our day um or is it kind of easier to believe the negative person on your shoulder telling you um Mm -hmm. that things aren't so good so you know how well do we um, improve our brain do we read things that improve us personal development books etc do we uh, play brain games that improve our flexibility of our brain so how serious are we about getting good quality sleep um and if you really look into the way that sleep affects our brain it's massively important for us to sleep not only in terms of quantity of hours but quality
0: yeah i, I just read uh, <laughs> written and written no i've just read uh, a book called why we sleep and it's such an eye-opener actually the the importance of not only getting the rest that we get from sleep it's actually all the things that happen while we're asleep and how things like you talked about the neural um, pathways and all those sort of things Uh, there's a lot of research now that says that actually that's when we're asleep that's when those Mm -hmm. those things form so if we're not getting enough sleep Then I guess we're denying our brain to actually change uh, Mm. and and evolve isn't it
1: Mm, absolutely so when we sleep we um essentially process memories so we Mm. process emotions we take the emotions out of whatever's happened in the day and we store that memory so if we don't get a chance to do that that is when people get more and more stressed because we're filling up essentially our stress bucket um so when we rem in in sort of quick simple terms we get rid of those uh, the stress bucket we, re- we reduce it so we're going to give ourselves a much better chance of having a better day the next day and waking up feeling refreshed and energized for a day and likewise if you are doing um some really intense work it's good to get a good sleep because you rest- you're storing all those memories from what you've done in your in your work that day and likewise if you're doing a course or you're doing something really important it's good to to ensure you get good sleep so you've got you're waking up fresh but a-, a good mind that can then retain that information for the day too so yeah it's really important to get good sleep
0: yeah yeah it seems obvious doesn't it but as with a lot of this stuff we we get so busy that we just um you know we're not focused on these things that are important and then you know like I say it it catches up with us sooner or later doesn't it
1: yeah, sure. And also, the brain is really sensitive to um, uh, biochemical changes, nutritional deficiencies, and imbalances. Mm. Um, and so, our diet can have a huge effect on on brain chemicals that affect our mood, our behaviour, our thought processes, emotional reactions. And a clear example of this is when someone's got hangry um, because their blood sugars have dropped, and they um, they might come across as short or snappy or moody in their responses. So, if you're you know if you're one of these people who that affects you, it's really important to realise that because you can have an impact on your colleagues around you so it's important to make sure your blood sugars don't drop you perhaps don't have high glycemic foods which are the high sugary foods um, mm-hmm. you know people surviving on coffee and sugars in a day rather than eating good balanced you know complex low glycemic carbohydrates which give you stable energy and mm-hmm. that can have a huge impact on relationships in work.
0: Uh, yeah, absolutely. I'm sure, and uh, yeah, I'm, I'm sure we've all been hangry uh, at, uh, <laughs> at some point. I remember the first um, hit class that I came out of. I was definitely hangry because my partner was waiting <laughs> for me, and she said, "What the hell's <laughs> matter with you? You're going to be like that? Then uh, I don't want <laughs> you going anymore." And I said, that no, I'm just absolutely whacked out. Just give me something to eat." And you don't. Yeah. Use, just the thing is, when that's happening, you just reach for the the thing that's nearest Mm. uh, and obviously that might not be the ideal thing to be doing. No, of course no. You're going to do these things, have a plan and know how you're going to feel and have something ready for that i guess
1: Sure, absolutely so that's what we work on is is trying to um get rid of some of these habits that are kind of bad habits really that are formed And, and and many times over years and years of people just not quite putting any time and effort into or or just not having the energy to think about themselves and actually the impact of what they're doing and and how it's having an impact on their health really so yeah we look at um not only from a brain perspective, but also nutrition. At the end of the day, we are what we eat, so we look at um, you know what people are drinking and eating. So usually, I find people aren't drinking enough water, and um, we need about two liters a day just for an average adult. Uh, if you're doing more exercise or it's hot weather, you need a lot more than that. So it's, it, there's huge again, loads of evidence on on the effects of dehydration on our in our performance, our mental performance, um, but also our physical performance too. So again, food, drink, uh, sorry, water is really really important for that. Um, the importance of eating whole foods as well. You know, that so many people I came across as well eating lots of processed foods or foods that are, you know, put in a microwave style um, mm. just, just for that evening meal even, not, not even just for a lunchtime uh, situation so the, I do teach the importance of eating whole foods and also I help clients to work out you know how they can plan and shop for that and how they can cook for it how they can produce uh, freezer-based meals but whole foods so mm-hmm. it makes it easy for them to fit in because I appreciate people are busy you've got to find ways to make this as um, simple as possible for people mm-hmm. to eat as well as possible Yeah. so yes teaching them not to live on uh, black coffee and high sugar I find I come across that quite a lot
0: uh, I'm sure you do yeah and um, what I'm thinking here uh, that obviously there's lots of elements you've, you've talked about and um one of the things that we're you know as a species aren't very good at is that you know it's a classic like um uh, new year's eve new year's resolution thing where we put in and uh, think that we can do loads of things change loads of things all at once and then mm. ultimately because it becomes overwhelming we 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 stop doing those things and then end up having you know actually back sure. to square mm-hmm. one so how do you how do you manage that how do you manage the sort of the the gradual change I guess that's what you're you're working on gradual changes rather than massive changes all in one go
1: so when when that happens I find people have put that all in place is they they probably or possibly or most of the time haven't actually thought about why they're doing it so mm. that's where the purpose comes back in so we I take them right back to the stage one of right why are we actually doing this what is it going to look like mean to you how are you going to feel? What's going to be different? How is your life going to look? You know, how are you going to be different? What, what are you going to feel like? And really try to get them to understand and put themselves in that sh- those shoes of that that goal that they've got, whatever it is. Um, and then I find that then, you know, keeping on top of that and, and working through a, a process of coaching with them really to, to ensure and to instill those habits. And once you've got those habits in place, it's like they healthy eating, to be honest. I found that when people have got these habits in place, you know, showing them, Uh, ways in which they can eat when they get caught out and have to go out for lunch with a client, you know, what kind of things would you pick from the menu? And once you get into those habits of um, knowing what to do, people just need a bit of their knowledge, really. But then it's not necessarily because they don't like eating that way. It's just they've never even thought about it. So when you give them the knowledge and the skills to be able to do it and they form those habits, then often often they, they do stick. Yeah.
0: Yeah, and that habits and behaviours are so um, mm. you know, difficult sometimes to change, aren't they? If we're doing something, sometimes when you reach for something, it's, just, it's almost like a—it's like part of you, and sometimes it's like to do with the time of day. You get to 11 o'clock mm. and say, oh, I haven't had a coffee yet, and you just have a coffee, not particularly just because you need it, it's just because it's something mm-hmm. that you do, isn't it? And I'm, I, yeah, I guess sure. that's something that you, you have to sort of address as well.
1: Yeah, definitely. And I think um, the thing with stimulants, you mentioned coffee and, and yeah. you know, we would we'll address the stimulant side of it, is that people do reach for stimulants when their diet is not in balance. When you have good protein coming in and you have you know lower glycemic carbs, so the lower glycemic carbs essentially keep our energy levels more stable. So they're the whole grains, the whole grain pasta, whole whole wheat pasta, whole grain bread, etc. So all the brown stuff will keep our um, energy levels much more level. So when that happens and you've got good protein in particular going Going into each of your meals as well you find your back your energy levels are much more stable you don't reach for stimulants as much you you get out of a habit of needing stimulants in order to keep your day going because all that does is keep fluctuating your insulin levels and your blood sugar levels and you keep getting ups and downs and ups and downs throughout the day and again that's not good for hormones particularly working with women in their 30s 40s 50s you know our hormones are crucial in that stage of our lives that we need to keep them as as level as possible in order to You know, keep our body composition in check and keep our energy levels in check and our moods, etc. So I do do a lot of teaching around um, stimulants and trying to uh, reduce them hugely. You don't have to cut them out, but reducing them, alcohol particularly as well, you know, especially wine, um, trying to keep alcohol to a, a minimum. You know safe levels for um you know because government guidelines but safe levels drinking a bit at weekends but not massively not binge drinking you know giving yourself three or four days we don't drink alcohol for your liver to recover it's really important the liver is doing so much work of all the toxins around us that if we can eliminate some of these extra things that we put on it <laughs> without yeah. ruining the fun i get <laughs> um then it's it's really important to do so but some people when when you realize the impact of reducing things like this and the impact on how you feel when you're Liver liver's functioning better and you have more energy, you start to realize what it does for you. You don't think about it as much. You feel more balanced. So you don't feel it's a deprivation that you're not having X amount of alcohol that you would have had before Mm. because you feel that sense of good health, that it's important to you.
0: Yeah, yeah, absolutely. It, make, it makes sense. Mm. I'm just to ask you, whether like um, a, one, a, maybe a story of of uh, a client that you've worked with that's just come to you with you know, I, I guess they're all similar in some ways, but they're mm. different in other ways. So, yeah. it, it, what, what is there a typical sort of story um, that we talk about when someone comes to you that you know is in that sort of burnout sort of um, scenario?
1: Yeah, I've had, I've actually had a number of clients thinking about it that have come to me, particularly with sleeping problems and not, and and not wanting to get out of bed in the morning, you know, quite simply could not wake up, could not get out of bed, um, bordering sort of autoimmune issues as well. But, um, but aside from, you know, medical uh, situations, so I'm not medically trained, um, I'm not a doctor or anything. But i um, looking at uh, somebody who's, who's, almost trudging through treacle and not being able to get out of bed in the mornings. Those are the kind of stories where I find that people have gone past, you know, they've really gone far enough that they now know there's something not right. I've got to do something about this rather than the tiny body whispers that you might get leading up to that. So I would, um, those are the kind of clients I ended up working with as well. And I've worked with a number of those and brought them out of that state. And actually one client said to me within, I think it was five weeks, um, she'd, she'd started to feel better. She'd already been, feeling a little bit more sprightly in the mornings, not jumping out of bed but a bit more sprightly and we just changed things like we were looking at some of the sensible nutrition habits and this isn't a case of taking someone's diet and completely changing it this is simply taking out and evolving it um, and that's where i found most success is not giving somebody a meal plan but actually looking at what they now currently eat and just evolving things in that plan and and just exercise you know starting now to do some exercise she wasn't exercising at the time um, But again, gradual things, small things. Um, It wasn't a gym. It wasn't necessarily out walking on the road. She wanted to go in a gym. Um, But it was gradual resistance-based exercise. I'm a firm believer in weight training and resistance exercise, especially for women in their 30s and 40s and 50s and beyond. Because Mm. when we build muscle tissue, we have a different hormonal situation going on. And we also build bone density too, which is important for preventing osteoporosis in the future. So there's all these sorts of things. Um, and that building of just even those tiny bits of using your muscles and starting to build a little bit of muscle tissue and lean tissue starts to create um, a feeling inside of strength. So I am a firm believer in that when we have stronger muscles, we have a stronger brain, we have a stronger energy, we have a stronger mind. Everything starts to become stronger. Um, and that's what it's done. And, and that lady has gone on to um, do amazing things. She's gone over, a, um, I've been working with her for about 18 months now. And um, she, within I think nine months it was, she'd already lost two stone in weight, which she, was not her goal, I have to add. She points she mm. that out. Um, it was her goal to gain energy and to feel fitter and healthier and feel a sense of vitality. And I mean, she's gone way past that. So it's, it's been a brilliant experience. And I've had a number of people who have um, had extraordinary results like that too.
0: Yeah, that, that's fantastic. And I, it's, it's it's interesting to say that actually, because when I started doing this HIIT training, it was about um, losing weight, but actually no, I've no. not lost weight, but I've actually had lots of feedback from a, so gadgets yeah, that yeah. actually tell tell me that my, my body composition is changing, which yeah. is actually probably a better thing, isn't it? Rather Absolutely. than just saying losing weight yeah. for the sake of it. Actually, Definitely. if your weight stays the same, but actually you're in a better physical state then that that's that's far better isn't
1: it oh absolutely body composition far outweighs our physical weight and you know we I think it's generally out there that we know that um, muscle weighs more than fat. So at the end of the day, if you've got somebody who's what we call a more mesomorphic body, which means we hold on to more muscle tissue, we're likely to be a little bit heavier. And you've got different bone structures and things as well. So I think I do teach people right from the beginning, you know, really to try and get away from thinking about weight per se. It is a measure, but I don't think it's a very good measure sometimes for people, especially psychologically. Um, So many women in particular um, are fixated on weight and sizes when actually we need to Think about how do we look and feel. What do we look like in a mirror? What do we look to ourselves? How do we feel in our own body when we put clothes on? How does it feel? Do clothes suddenly feel a bit looser? And we've tended to have gone. I tend to work like that with people in trying to get them to think about clothes that they might want to get into, rather than thinking about uh, physical weight. And we do look at measurements because that is a, a level of body composition. You know, your waist to hip ratio, etc. But yeah, for body composition and having more lean tissue than fat tissue is like you said, far more important because that affects our internal organs and what we call our visceral fat, the Mm. fat that's all around our organs. So the less you have of that, the better. And you can have somebody who looks essentially slim and, uh, as we might put it, skinny fat, they call it these days, where you might be slim on the surface, but you don't have much muscle tissue, so your body fat percentage is actually quite a bit higher. So you can have somebody who looks bigger but actually has got a lot less body fat percentage than someone who looks smaller. So absolutely, it's all about composition. Very hmm. really, sure.
0: yeah. really interesting. Uh, sadly, Sarah, uh, our time is running out. Wow! Uh, <laughs> I mean, yes, I know it, it's always the way. Uh, just get going, and you think, "Oh my goodness!" <laughs> but, so this is the time, and, and everyone's pre-prompted pre, um, um, that um, for just to round things up really is yeah, some sort of sure. tips for the listeners to sort of take away from what we've yeah. been talking about what, that they can maybe introduce maybe straight away I don't know yeah sure okay so with.
1: I've got my three top ones I think that are most important is the first one is aim for balance so in all those strength areas body brain nutrition and nurture don't just work on one thing work across the four things even if you just find one thing to do in each of those areas so having an active body, um, thinking about how you think in terms of brain health, eating well for nutrition, um, and also playing well for nurture. So we didn't, uh, you know, cover nurture in massive detail, but playfulness and fun is really important. And plan these goals as well as you plan your business goals. That's my tip there. Create a morning and evening routine. So I work with clients to make sure they have a great start and a great end to their day, so that you're 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 actually choosing your day rather than being thrown at whatever happens to you in that day. Um, I've like a. Uh, a pick list really from from four key strength elements that people can sort of build and put together their own um, personal ideal morning and evening rituals and also the third one is focusing on nurture because this is an area we don't focus on enough and don't prioritize and it is linked to enjoyment and in turn that produces serotonin which has a really positive effect on our lives so fun laughter joy playfulness are all so key to our well-being so if we have strong supportive relationships and good connections we increase our happy hormones and in turn we increase that energy and resilience that internal energy we talked about earlier so every moment of fun and playfulness and joy that we experience I believe I get people to imagine they're putting that into a jar my resilience jar and your resilience jar the fuller it is the more resilient you become when bad things happen which you know of course on a daily basis things come at you negative stuff um some more dramatic than others but that resilience, the fuller it is the more you're able to cope with the things that happen to you um that you don't want happening to you
0: Brilliant. Uh, that's a great way of summing things up. Um, resilience is so, is so important and um, sure. allows us to cope with whatever's thrown at, is, at us um, in day to day. Well, thank you very much for your time today, Sarah. It's been great. Um, it's been a, a long time in the, in the planning, but we've got it done now. And uh, uh, you've given some fantastic value. And hopefully everyone's listening. has um, have to- taken something away that they can introduce straight away that, you know, is going to avoid the burnout situation uh, sure. so it doesn't catch up with us. So um, catch you very soon.
1: Thank you, Mark. That's been brilliant. Thanks for having me.
0: Thank you for listening to this episode. If you enjoyed it, please take a moment to leave a review. Don't forget to check out The Reluctant Leader Project at www.thereluctantleader.co.uk Make a note to start, stop, or continue doing whatever struck a chord in this episode. And until next time, be the best you can be.